everybody. Welcome back to Brooke's Reading Corner. In the last podcast, we read the back cover of The Phantom Tollbooth. We also read a few stories from Aesop's Fables. They were really fun reads, and I hope you enjoyed them. Today's podcast, I wanted to read a few pages from Chapter 2 in The Phantom Tollbooth. It has a lot of fun language in it, and I hope you can hear that as I read it. And then after that, I'll read a few more stories from Aesop's Fables. So Chapter 2, Beyond Expectations. Suddenly, he found himself speeding along an unfamiliar country highway. As he looked back over his shoulder, neither the toll booth, nor his room, nor even the house was anywhere in sight. What had started as make-believe was now very real. What a strange thing to have happened, he thought, just as you might be thinking right now. This game is much more serious than I thought, for here I am, riding on a road I've never seen, going to a place I've never heard of, and all because of a toll booth, which came from nowhere. I certainly am glad it's a nice day for a trip, he concluded hopefully, for at that moment, this was the one thing he definitely knew. The sun sparkled, the sky was clear, and all the colors he saw seemed to be richer and brighter than he could ever remember. The flowers shone as if they had been cleaned and polished, and the tall trees that lined the road shimmered in silvery green. Welcome to Expectations, said a carefully lettered sign on a small house at the side of the road. Information, predictions, and advice cheerfully offered. Park here and blow horn. With the first sound from the horn, a little man in a long coat came rushing out of the house, speaking as fast as he could and repeating everything several times. My, 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 my. Welcome, 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 welcome to the land of expectation, to the land of expectations, to the land of expectations. We don't get many travelers these days. We certainly don't get many travelers these days. Now what can I do for you? I'm the weatherman. Is this the right road for Dictionopolis? asked Milo, a little bowled over by the infusive greeting. Well now, well now, well now, he began again. I don't know of any wrong road to Dictionopolis. So if this road goes to Dictionopolis at all, it must be the right road. And if it doesn't, it must be the right road to somewhere else. Because there's no wrong roads to anywhere. Do you think it'll rain? I thought you were the weatherman, said Milo, very confused. Oh no, said the little man. I'm the weatherman, not the weatherman. For after all, it's more important to know whether there will be weather than what the weather will be. And with that, he released a dozen balloons that sailed off into the sky. Must see which way the wind is blowing, he said, chuckling over his little joke and watching them disappear in all directions. What kind of place is expectations? inquired Milo, unable to see the humor and feeling very doubtful of the little man's sanity. Good question, good question, he exclaimed. Expectations is the place you must always go before you get to where you're going. Of course, some people never go beyond expectations, but my job is to hurry them along whether they like it or not. Now what else can I do for you? And before Milo could reply, he rushed into the house and reappeared a moment later 
with a new coat and an umbrella. Uh, I think I can find my own way, said Milo, not at all sure that he could. But since he didn't understand the little man at all, he decided that he might as well move on, at least until he met someone whose sentences didn't always sound as if they would make as much sense backwards as forwards. "'Splendid, splendid, splendid!' exclaimed the weatherman. "'Whether or not you find your own way, you're bound to find some way. "'If you happen to find my way, please return it, as it was lost years ago. "'I imagine by now it's quite rusty. "'You did say it was going to rain, didn't you?' "'And with that he opened up the umbrella and walked with Milo to the car. "'I'm glad you made your own decision. "'I do so hate to make up my mind about anything.' whether it's good or bad, up or down, in or out, rain or shine. Expect everything, I always say, and the unexpected never happens. Now please drive carefully. Goodbye, 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 good... And his last goodbye was drowned out by an enormous clap of thunder. And as Milo drove down the road, in the bright sunshine, he could see the weatherman standing in the middle of a fierce cloudburst, it seemed to be raining only on him. Okay. So that again is chapter two of the Phantom Tollbooth. The chapter title is Beyond Expectations. And that was the first person that he met going into um, this make-believe world. So kind of an interesting meeting there. And uh, so maybe later on we can read some more of what his adventures were like. Okay, now I'm going to read some stories out of Aesop's Fables that are in the Harvard's Classics book that my um, in-laws found and are letting me borrow to read from. And the first story that I want to read is maybe one that you're familiar with, The Town Mouse and the Country Mouse. Now you must know that a town mouse once upon a time went on a visit to his cousin in the country. He was rough and ready, this cousin, but he loved his town friend and made him heartily welcome. Beans and bacon, cheese and bread were all that he had to offer, but he offered them freely. The town mouse rather turned up his long nose at the country fair and said, I can't understand, cousin. How can you put up with such poor food as this? But, of course, you can't expect anything to be better in the country. Come with me and I'll show you how to live. When you've been in town for a week, you wonder how you could have ever stood country life. No sooner said than done, the two mice set off for town and arrived at the town mouse residence late at night. You'll want some refreshment after our long journey, said the polite town mouse, and took his friend into the grand dining room. There they found the remains of a fine feast, and soon the two mice were eating up jellies and cakes and all that was nice. Suddenly they heard growling and barking. What is that? said the country mouse. Oh, it's only the dogs of the house, answered the other. Only? said the country mouse. I don't like that music at my dinner. Just at that moment the door flew open, and in came two huge mastiffs. And the two mice had to scamper down and run off. Goodbye, cousin, said the country mouse. What, going so soon, said the other. Yes, he replied.
So the little lesson at the end of this says, Better beans and bacon in peace than cake and ale in fear. (laughs) So I suppose that's true. Have you ever tried to enjoy something but you are afraid the whole time? It's not a pleasant experience. You don't really get to enjoy, you know, your food or whatever it is. So, but I like the little story. It puts kind of, you know, what I like about that one in particular is that it puts a picture into your mind of these two mice. Like you can literally see them in your mind's eye. Okay, so the next story I want to read is The Fox and the Stork. At one time, the fox and the stork were on visiting terms and seemed to be very good friends. So the fox invited the stork to dinner and for a joke put nothing before her but some soup in a very shallow dish. This the fox could easily lap up, but the stork could only wet the end of her long bill in it and left the meal as hungry as when she began. Oh, I am sorry, said the fox. The soup was not to your liking? Pray do not apologize, said the stork. I hope you will return this visit and come dine with me soon. So a day was appointed when the fox should visit the stork, but when they were seated at the table, all that was for their dinner was contained in a very long neck jar, with a narrow mouth in which the fox could not insert his snout. So all he could manage to do was like the outside of the jar. I will not apologize for dinner, said the stork. The lesson there is one bad turn deserves another. So I guess just be careful how you treat people because they might treat you the same way or worse. So, but I still, again, it puts that kind of image into your mind. Can you see the fox and the stork sitting down to dinner? How funny that would look. And the last story I wanted to read out of Aesop's Fables was The Wind and the Sun. The wind and the sun were disputing which was stronger. Suddenly, they saw a traveler coming down the road, and the sun said, I see a way to decide our dispute. Whichever of us can cause the traveler to take off his cloak shall be regarded the stronger. You begin. So the sun retired behind a cloud, and the wind began to blow as hard as it could upon the traveler. But the harder he blew, the more closely did the traveler wrap his cloak around him, till at last the wind had to give up in despair. Then the sun came out and shone in all his glory upon the traveler who soon found it too hot to walk with his cloak on. So the lesson here is kindness affects more than severity. And that's true too. You know, there's um, that expression, you can attract more flies with honey. So that goes along with, with what we read there. You know, being kind can have a more profound effect on somebody that's mean. And uh, hopefully... We can take that and turn it back to others. So if if someone's kind to us, let's be kind to other people. But anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed the reading from the Phantom Tollbooth and the few stories from Aesop's Fables. Um, I think for the next podcast, uh, I might read the back cover of Trumpet of the Swan. Um, That's an E.B. White book. And it was, again, 
you know, one that I really liked. And uh, so we'll see. Maybe we can read something from that. But um, I hope you all enjoyed the reading and have a good day. Thanks for listening.